Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, on Sunday, the 10th of September in the year 2023. And I hope you are all having a lovely weekend and start to your week. And we have some relatively big events going on this week. One of them is that there is a new moon on Thursday. And the new moon is in Virgo. It's at 21 degrees Virgo, which is the last third of the sign of Virgo, because that's where we are now. We are moving into the end of Virgo. Okay, and next week, next week, at the end of next week, we will see uh, the sun in Libra. But right now we're moving into the last third of Virgo, and that is going to be Thursday. And it's Thursday at 9.40 p.m. Eastern Time. And what we do know about this is that it's in a really good position to the outer planets, right? So this is something that's important for us to notice. And what's interesting, of course, as often is with these lunations, the lunation occurs with the sun and the moon together. And the moon obviously makes the relationships first. And then the sun, which moves more slowly than the moon, as we know, it will make these relationships later. Okay, so this is no exception. This new moon, which is the sun and the moon coming together at 21 degrees of Virgo, this happens, and we then move into the moon talking to really all the outer planets. It talks to Uranus right after that. It makes a very nice relationship to Uranus. It then makes an opposition to Neptune and then makes another very nice relationship, a trine to Pluto. So the next aspects that the moon makes after the new moon are all to the outer planets. That's three aspects to three outer planets, a trine to Uranus, an opposition to Neptune, and a trine to Pluto. Since the new moon is in the earth sign of Virgo, it makes trines to Uranus in Taurus and Pluto in Capricorn. It makes the opposition to the opposite sign of Pisces, which is where Neptune is, okay? So there's a lot of very big energy happening with this new moon. Now, the new moon itself does not really... Uh, get entangled exactly with uh, like an opposition to Neptune that's hours later. That's actually the next morning at 6.30 a.m. Eastern time on Friday. But what it's doing, it's actually the closest to Uranus and it's making this very nice relationship to Uranus. But ultimately what's happening is it's making a grand trine, which is, a tr you know, there's the moon making a trine to Uranus and a trine to Pluto and Uranus and Pluto, while not entirely exact and a little bit of a distance away from each other, are making a wide trine to each other. So we've got this grand trine in Earth. Now we know that there's a lot of Earth energy happening and I mentioned this the the other day there's so much earth happening for us now and it's you know it's like I said very practical and very focused and very um, achievement oriented like we really want to 
obtain something from this that we can hold in our hand, okay? And what we are seeking in this new moon is, <laughs> is a Virgo experience. And that is, you know, whenever we have a new moon in Virgo, we want a certain level of perfection. <laughs> and that doesn't really exist, okay? We can strive for perfection, but there's always imperfections, and that's what makes it human and real. And Virgo really has a hard time letting go of the perfection thing, okay? And they are perpetually in search of perfection. And to the point where, you know, Virgo energy and Virgo types often really strive and criticize themselves when they don't reach that perfection. But perfection is an illusion. And that's the Pisces part, because Pisces is looking for that perfection on a certain level too. And the thing is with Pisces is they get more um, disappointed in other people. Like, oh, I thought you were really perfect. Well, no one's perfect. No one and nothing is perfect. Don't we wish things were perfect? Sure. To our estimation, things are perfect. For example, um, I may find something perfect and somebody else doesn't find it perfect, obviously, because, you know, I'm going to find Costa Rica perfect and no longer find New York perfect because I moved away from there, but somebody else is going to find New York perfect for their needs and that what they desire in their life. It's no longer perfect for me. I'm no longer an energetic match for New York, but I am for Costa Rica. So this is, you know, that's about as close to perfection as you're going to get as being an energetic match for something. However, if you're seeking perfection in your work and no mistakes, and it, honestly, you know, you're seeking something that really is never going to be satisfied. So it's always best to be satisfied with what is now. You can always strive to do a little better, but don't criticize yourself if you don't, if you don't reach that perfection level. So the new moon in Virgo wants perfection, okay? <laughs> And so it's a little tedious and it's very analytical and it wants some answers that are perfect answers and they're not definitely not going to be perfect. So seek it. Don't be disappointed when you don't get it. See it as like a learning lesson and an experience that you gain a certain level of, of perfection with your work. Sure, you might want to like really see it as something like you've really gained something and you've achieved something with your work, okay, for example. And, you know, Virgo is making a really nice relationship to Taurus. It always does. And that's why we have this nice relationship to Uranus. And Uranus is always about the unexpected, the unconventional, the revolutionary. And so when we have a certain amount of Uranus to a new moon. And, and this is nice. This isn't like something coming out of nowhere slapping us across the face. Like you should have known this, right? No. And that's a very Virgo thing. I should have been prepared for that. I should have known this. But that's not really what we're looking at. We're looking at something much more smooth than that. We're looking at this trine to Uranus and opening up and providing the opportunity and the possibility for something unusual 
to happen. So I think this should be a pretty smooth new moon. And then it it opposes Neptune the next morning at 6.30 a.m. Eastern time on Friday the 15th. And that is an interesting day because Mercury goes direct that day, but more on that in a moment. Um, so that opposes Neptune. And Neptune is also seeking perfection and sometimes is deluded and sometimes because there's no perfection sometimes is disappointed like i mentioned and neptune is really about like you know with the opposition the i versus the you the person across the table our perception of other people and so this new moon may highlight others imperfections or perfections or something in between okay then comes later in the day 9:49 a.m. Eastern Time on Friday the 15th, the moon trining Pluto. Okay, so this new moon happens, and then it's still jazzed from hitting the sun. Now remember, the sun is very hot. Don't ever underestimate the power of the sun. It's hot, right? So that Mercury the other day, that Kazemi Mercury, back to Mercury in a moment. So <laughs> that was hot. So there was. You know, there was the new moon. There's going to be the new moon, 9.40 p.m., and then we get to 11.38 p.m. This is all Eastern time. They're trying to Uranus. Then the next morning, 6.30 a.m., the opposition to Neptune, and then 9.49 a.m. So with all within, like, 12 hours, we're getting the new moon and three aspects, each to an outer planet, and there'll be that trine to Pluto at 9.49 a.m. And then... It goes void, and then it happily enters Libra at 1.44 p.m. Eastern Time. So, this is a lot of energy for that moon, okay? Now, look at the progression of events. New moon, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. The sun is going to do the same thing. The sun will follow that path, not as quickly, because it doesn't move as quickly as the moon. So the sun will then, later in the day at 9.24 p.m. Eastern Time on Friday the 15th, the sun will trine Uranus. So this is, you know, I would say, like I said, Uranus is the, the closest planet to this new moon. So this is an exciting, I think, happy energy that shouldn't be erratic. However, the moon, the sun are in Virgo. And what rules Virgo? Mercury. And Mercury is going direct on Friday the 15th at 4.21 p.m. Eastern Time. So these are the big events of the week, this new moon and Mercury. There's other stuff. We'll get to it. When Mercury goes direct, it's going to be, you know, Mercury slows down, stops, turns direct, and stays like in that stoppage and then eventually starts to crawl forward but it's crawling to a stop okay it's crawling to a stop and it's going to be stopping and crawling to that stop at the new moon because the new moon happens you know at, at roughly less than a day before mercury goes direct so mercury at this point in time, as I'm speaking to you, is 9 degrees Virgo, and then it's going to go to 8 degrees on Tuesday and stay there all week until Friday when it turns direct. So it's going to be at 8 degrees. It's going to be at 8 degrees all week, um, really 
what does that mean, Deb? What does eight degrees mean? It means that's the point in the zodiac that Mercury is stopping at, at eight degrees Virgo. And that means it is not moving. The, the point is, it's not so much eight degrees, is it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. It's going to stop on Tuesday and crawl the rest of the week and after that, okay? It's not moving. So when Mercury, the planet of lots of intellectual movement, doesn't move, and the new moon is ruled by Mercury, then we've got some very interesting dynamics here. And my gut feeling is that we have to slow down, slow down and focus on what we're doing. And it may require very deep, intense, little teensy-weensy movements of focus, okay? We're not looking over a big picture in this moment. We are looking at a microscopic detail. So this is where we cut caught up in perfection. Perfection seeks these microscopic details and they want to get to the bottom of it. They want to understand the perfection of that, right? They want to get down to the particle physics of something, okay? So don't seek perfection, just seek information, okay? So this week, we're looking at details that may be presented to us that we may be missing or need, okay? So the mercury slowing down to a very tiny crawl is something where we have to look very closely, okay, at. We're looking very closely at something. We're going deep into the thoughts, the processes, the rhythms, the details, everything. We're looking microscopically close, okay? And that is why it's important to pay attention to where Mercury is and why I keep saying it's going eight degrees, eight degrees, eight degrees, because it's telling us it's not moving. And so when Mercury is not moving, we can get frustrated, we can get distracted, we can we look for things to get our minds off stuff, we're looking for distractions and, and we get a little irritated because it feels like something's not moving. But what it's asking you to do is focus on the moment, the micro moment, and stay with the micro moment and stay in the moment. And that's where we're going to be for most of this week. So this is a really important thing to recognize. It's not like Mercury is winding down day by day, degree by degree. It's staying in the same place from Tuesday onward till it goes direct on Friday. And you know what? When I'm looking at this, I'm looking, I'm, I'm moving my, moving my wheel and I'm looking at Friday, and I'm looking at Saturday, and I'm looking at Sunday, and I'm looking at next Tuesday. Okay, so this 8 degrees that it's going to come to on Tuesday the 12th, it's going to be there until the following Tuesday. So this is one whole week because it doesn't move forward to 9 degrees until Tuesday the 19th. All right, so this is a very important micro moment okay and we're being asked to look at the micro moment and this is important because as i said it's going to govern that whole process of the moon passing from the beginning of virgo where it enters on wednesday the 13th where it makes the new moon with the sun on thursday the 14th that night of course, you won't be able to see it because you can't see a new moon. And then it reaches each of those outer planets. 
my instinct is this is deep. There's deep information being presented to us and a deep unlocking of information that's going to shift and change your mindset, okay? Mindset is important. Mindset is a lot of things. Once you unlock mindset, you start moving in new directions, okay? So as this new moon is ruled by Mercury, which is moving in micro movements, it's asking us to shift mindset, which I think is going to be one big shift when Mercury goes direct. So let's look at this. Mercury is the ruler of Virgo. The new moon occurs in Virgo. The sun and the moon are going to meet up and get that intense zap of each other on Thursday night in our region of the world, my region of the world. And they are going to then, the first the moon, reach these experiences with outer planets, which are always transformational. They are always transcendental outer planets. So when the moon jazzed and hot from the sun hits those three outer planets and then mercury goes direct it's like okay guys you can now release all this information that you weren't aware of before the moon is going to touch all that the sun is then going to do that friday night and then as we go throughout next week you'll see that remember first uranus then Neptune, then Pluto. So first it's Uranus, Friday night, and then the following Tuesday, when Mercury finally moves off eight and goes to nine, the sun in Virgo opposes Neptune. So it's following the path of the moon through those 24 hours that the moon made, right? Or really 12 hours. Then on Thursday the 21st, which is next week, the sun will trine Pluto, okay? So this is a, a lot of information. Expect that next week... Next week, not this week, next week on the 19th and the 21st, when the sun makes those aspects, it's going to have reverberations of the new moon. So this is an important aspect. You know, these lunations are always hot. They're always important because one planet's jazzing another, and somehow, someway, they're involved with the other planets that are hanging around in the solar system, right? So this is all getting all juicy with the outer planets. And so we want to pay attention to this. Pay attention to what happens to you on Thursday. Write it down. Journal about it. That would be great. Journal about what this new moon feels like to you. And remember, new moons are about planting seeds. Virgo is a fertile sign because it's the earth. And it's that fertility goddess. You know, she's standing there with her shaft of wheat. She's really about the harvest. And she's asking you to plant seeds. So this is an outstanding time to plant seeds, which means set intentions for something new. And so then, you know, even though Mercury is retrograde still, while that new moon is happening, it's okay. It's a reflection point. It goes direct the next day. So plant those seeds. What do you want to create? And you can create your new intentions after Mercury goes direct because these energies with lunations are available to us for three days. Um, I find that lately I'm looking at my insights on my Instagram posts and the, the videos I post on these lunations, full moons and new moons, those get the most views. They get two to three times as many views as my regular everyday astrology videos. So that's interesting. Um, 
So people are coming to my Instagram to learn more about full moons and new moons. And why? Because these are the most accessible things that are on like everybody's calendar. You get a regular calendar. Say your say your local pharmacy or liquor store, liquor stores always did this, gives out um, a calendar for the new year. There's always like those moons on the page of the calendar, like the new moon, the full moon. And of course, in August, we had two full moons, which is a blue moon. And so now this is the first lunation since August. This is the first one in the month of September. The next lunation I must start to speak to you about, which is the 29th of September. It's a full moon at six degrees Aries. We're not there yet, not there yet, but... That is a special full moon because it opens up the eclipse period, okay? Because we have eclipses on October 14th and October 28th. And remember, the lunation that comes prior to the eclipse is the one that opens the door to the eclipse. It's like the season, it's eclipse season, the season is open, it's like Christmas season, our doors are open for sales, you know, eclipse season, our doors are open for intensity, yes. <laughs> so we we are opening the doors to intensity on the 29th of September. So that's when we're open for intensity. <laughs> Just be aware of that. So uh, in the meantime, we have this new moon for, you know, it's going to hang for a few days. The energies of that hang for a few days. And I think it's going to be very powerful. So I want you to write journal, you know, this is a mercurial new moon. It's about communication. Speak to someone, you know, have a lovely conversation with someone, connect with someone you haven't connected with. It's very powerful. So that's good. Um, then we have our friend Venus, who is now just moved to 13 degrees and finally off 12, where she's been for a week. And now she's starting to crawl forward after the retrograde, you know. So she's now starting to come out and be a little sassy again. And she's still in Leo, so she's sassy. And she is you know, speaking very nicely to Jupiter all this time. So they have a very nice relationship right now. So I think we have to pay attention to that. Venus is, is not exactly um, squaring Jupiter in the moment, but she is going to square Jupiter next week. She's going to square Jupiter on Sunday the 17th Eastern Time to 10 a.m. And if you're Pacific Time, it'll be Saturday night 11, 10 p.m. So it'll be shortly after midnight for me. And she is um, going to square Jupiter. Remember there was a story. So way back, way back in like, you know, June, July, she squared Jupiter then she went retrograde. Then she squared Jupiter again. And now this is the last square to Jupiter from Leo to Taurus that she's going to have while, you know, she's recovering from the retrograde, right? And then she's going to make that square to Uranus, but not quite yet, okay? So this is the continuing story of Venus square Jupiter. And this is where I said, you know, don't be overindulgent, don't be completely, um, you know, shopping till you drop. Don't be doing so much like exaggerated energies or exaggerated emotions with Venus and Jupiter. She can have a really nice time and get expansive with Jupiter and understand how to stretch herself in a way. And I feel like, I feel like, you know, the, the retrograde was definitely challenging. And as I've said, like for the first 
the first half of the retrograde until she made that contact with the sun, that was, I thought that was really challenging. And then it started to lighten up and Venus became a morning star. But I think that what I experienced anyway, and you may disagree and you may not have the same experience I had, but that Venus squaring Jupiter is really asking us to stretch ourselves. And this is the thing about Jupiter and expansion. Expansion is not always comfortable. We think expansion is, oh, I'm getting a bigger house. I'm getting a bigger apartment. I'm getting a bigger backyard. I'm getting a bigger car. I'm finally getting the kitchen of my dreams. Yes, those all could be expansion. But internally, emotionally, sometimes we have to expand our energy and hold the energy and sit and hold it. You may have done something like uh, put something up for sale. Okay, say you put your car up for sale. Okay, and you asked a price and you were like, maybe it's a little high, but it's a really great car and it runs really well. And we just want something bigger because we have a new dog and a new kid and we need a bigger car. Okay, so you need to expand. And so you put your car up for sale and it's it's like a price might be a little high, but it's not unreasonable. That's putting out an expansive energy and holding it. I'm going to sit here until you really get the, the feeling of, okay, nobody's buying it. Maybe I should lower the price. When you do that, when you elevate the price, maybe of your house or your car, something you're trying to sell, you're expanding the energy and you're sitting holding it. You're not like squirming. The idea of holding is not to squirm. You know, we might want to squirm, but the energy of holding it once we present something is to not squirm, okay? It's not, we got to hold it and not squirm and just go. Don't like every 15 minutes, nobody's looking at it. Nobody's asking questions. Nobody's buying it. No, no. holding energy like that, when you, especially if you put out an offer and any of us who do this on a regular basis on Instagram or email or putting out offers, you will really want to just sit with what you've done. If the offer number feels right to you, just sit with it. You may put an offer on something that belongs to somebody else, that they're selling something else. You have to hold the energy. That's like that patience that comes with expansion. So it's a tough lesson. It's not easy, but we, it's important. It's an important one. And, you know, if we pedal backwards, that gets us back into scarcity. We have to keep moving forward, all right? Um, that Kazemi Mercury the other day, I said I'd go back and talk about that. I thought, you know, after the Venus Kazemi, I said, oh, that's that was good. That I feel like things are lightening up. Mercury felt like it stirred the pot. It stirred the pot and created things that didn't need to happen. I had a kerfuffle I had to deal with the other day. I guess it was Thursday, and it went on and on for hours. And I found out later on that I didn't need to deal with it at all. Like it was the wrong thing that appeared that I thought, okay, they're telling me to do this. I, I have to follow this protocol. I didn't need to do it at all. So in a nutshell, that was, I think that, <laughs> I think that it felt like the pot got stirred and I heard all sorts of like uncomfortable news and things from people. And it was like, oh God, not this. So, and, and I know people that got news from things that were like pot stirring, you know, for them. So it's, uh. It's people came out of the woodwork. People said things. It's like nah. it was just it was uncomfortable. I think, I think it was very uncomfortable. It wasn't like the Venus one, but it's Venus, and, and then it's Mercury. You know, Mercury can be Mercury is a little bit of a trickster. You know, so this is why I want you to pay close attention at the end of the week with this new moon and all of these outer planets involved, and then 
um, Mercury going direct, you know, just pay, pay a lot of attention, pay a lot of attention and that those micro movements of Mercury and the mercurial energies that are present, they could be a little tricky. They could be really informative. What we're seeking is information and mindset shift. Okay. Seeking new information and mindset shift. That's what we're looking at. Okay. So in the meantime, my immersion finished. We did our fifth class last Tuesday and I am very pleased with it. The students who attended were very pleased with it and it was really a great and fun and fascinating and for some people telling me life-changing experience. So I have it for sale, five classes, five sessions, and it's still $2.97 so I haven't raised the price or anything but it is the five sessions of harmonizing prosperity sinking heart soul and wallet and i would love if you decided to purchase it because it will always be for sale now and you will get all five episodes so that you can binge watch deb right and have me talking about energetics like boundaries like the three brain alignment like clearing old beliefs we do some great exercises in this class, this immersion, and I invite you to purchase it. Um, contact me, deb at debmcbride.com or info at thegoldenastrologer.com to purchase the class, or you can go to my website and still purchase Harmonizing Prosperity under Book Online, and I will add you. Um, to the Facebook group where you can watch all the episodes. It's a private group, private, and you can answer the homework questions that I've posted there if you'd like, or you can just write them in your own journal yourself and keep it very private. If you're not a Facebook user, we can figure it out where I send you the actual videos. Um, but it's easier, you know, Facebook was made it actually, I was never a Facebook user or a Facebook fan, but it does make it easier in doing these classes where like there's one place to house everything and people can contribute and, um, Everyone creates a community that people can contribute their information and what's happened. And, you know, we can create a community there. So I thank you for listening. Enjoy this new moon. Please, please set some intentions. This is powerful. There's lots of outer planet energy, something that is really appropriate to mindset shift. And, you know, just keep going through this. It might be a little confusing because Mercury's stopping and and there's all this jazzed energy in Mercury's sign, but we want to keep moving and clear out all the old beliefs that we don't need and help that mindset shift occur. Um, I welcome you to contact me for a session. It's again, thegoldenastrologer.com book online and you can book your you know, first astrology session or a follow-up if you've already seen me. I have expansion mentoring available for you with three months, six months, 12 months. And if you would like to join me in a longer journey, and if you'd like more information about that, you can also email me. And you can look on my website. I do explain it under Astrologer's Thoughts. So, you know, expansion mentoring is more about like doing life together and shifting mindset on a regular basis and clearing out the old and welcoming in the new and making your life change in bigger ways. Um, so it's, it's six sessions for three months and every 
for every three months. So if you're doing six months, you've got 12 sessions or a year will be more than that. It'll be 24 sessions. So welcoming all to that expansion mentoring. And if you are inclined to be on Instagram, then you can tune in to my Instagram, The Golden Astrologer. And there I leave videos and different things about expansion mentoring and astrology and any other services I offer, plus all little tidbits about my life. Today I posted the bread I baked and the flowers I'm growing, so those things are happy. And thank you again for listening. Have a beautiful week ahead, a beautiful new moon, an amazing Mercury Direct. The next time we meet, Mercury will be direct. And I thank you for listening. Gratitude to all. Have a beautiful week.